everybody welcome back to another episode of spatula stories today you have me sumi your host and we have olga <laughs> we have tabitha and we have a first time guest david butler give it up people. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah so today's podcast we're going to be talking about spiritual disciplines but before that as usual we have an opener question so the opener question for today is what TV show character do you feel you're most similar to? TV show, movie, book? Are we going with cartoon or real person? Uh, whatever, yeah. Children or, you know, uh, any animals, yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is a tough question. Can mm-hmm. you? I'm thinking. I have a couple of characters. Oh, that okay. I have Multiple personalities to. that represent you in media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, I have been told uh, I look like the character from um, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, the lady oh. with the glasses. But I've also been told I'm pretty much a cartoon <laughs> 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 in my mannerisms. I don't know what that means, but mm. here we are. Um, but I would say I really like Anastasia. The cartoon, which I feel is maybe a bit of a cop-out, considering a lot of things with that answer. What cartoon is this? Anastasia. Oh. I've never heard of it either. Disney movie. Okay. Interesting. Cool. I just looked Mm. up the... Do you mean the woman with the red hair? Oh, I see (laughs) it. This is the... (laughs) Yeah, so I can kind of see that. Yeah, from from Cloudy with a Chance. Yeah, I've been told I look Mm. like her. Interesting. Mm. Okay. Which I don't know what that means. Like you saying, oh, you look like a cartoon. <laughs> In some ways, it's a compliment. In other ways, it could go very south, depending who you say that to. <laughs> okay. Uh, has anyone ever compared you to Kim Possible? Yes. <laughs> wow. That was the other I was going to say. I'd also say <laughs> Kim Possible's my homegirl, too. It's funny. Whenever I think of Kim Possible, I first think of Stoppable Ron. Like her oh, yeah. Ball. I like Ron. Do you? <laughs> Ron's a he's a good guy. Yeah. We relate to Ron a lot. <laughs> I do. So that's your your TV show character. <laughs> it really isn't, but okay. Who do so, you feel, Tabitha? Oh, <laughs> I okay. Did my eyes say that I had finally settled on a character? I felt like I saw it. Yeah. yeah. Um, fueled by a delicious maple leaf cookie that Olga fed me today. It was beautiful mm. and yeah. just fall. Um, two characters come to mind. Okay, first thing I thought of was uh, friends, mm. characters. Oh, yeah, David's giving me a look. Um, <laughs> and I feel I feel like I want to relate to a specific character, but I don't know if it's like a cultural obligation. I'm like, oh, yeah, I see myself. Mm. And, uh, but I feel like I probably see myself in maybe phoebe a lot oh, i love phoebe, phoebe. oh my yes. gosh she was so funny yeah not <laughs> in like the dramatic life things but in like the kind of i don't know her like very kind she's very kind to her friends wow oh <laughs> that was nice complimenting <laughs> hang <herself>. on <laughs> i'm not done okay wow I'm sorry i'm not really not fishing <laughs> for a compliment <laughs> It's true. Yeah, it's but true maybe, about maybe it's actually her kindness that just resonates. We're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a really, yeah. yeah. But also fierceness. Like, I really like that. I don't know if I see myself as Phoebe, but I really love Phoebe. Um, someone I do see myself a lot as, though, is Tula from My Big Fat Greek Wedding. 
Tula. Mm-hmm. Truly. Sorry. Like when awesome. I watched that, it's like I'm reading and watching an autobiography. I was like, yes, Romanian families yeah. are a little intense, a little crazy, and we love it, but it's very real. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Like her like dynamic yeah. with her family. And I'm like, oh yeah, it just rings true. And I understand. Mm-hmm. And it it's nice to see maybe a family story that's very similar to mine portrayed mm-hmm. on that broad of a screen. So yeah, Tula. Mm-hmm. From my big fact break wedding. And oh, to make it even more interesting, the guy that I'm dating is a vegetarian. So I'm like, wow, <laughs> I need to take notes. This is, <laughs> and that came to me now. But yeah. And let it be known that Tabitha is very kind to her friends. So <laughs> you give off Phoebe energy. I agree. <laughs> yes. I have to say, my big fat Greek wedding, best. Oh, best movie. <laughs> 10 out of, I don't know. How, like, you, there's no rating for it because it's so good. It's, it's so relatable. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the best. It Just is. go watch. If you have not watched it, please pause this podcast. Go watch it. <laughs> well, and then come maybe back. finish. Finish this episode. <laughs> finish this episode. No, it's, like, watch it. it's so good. Watch it twice. <laughs> watch it twice. <laughs> Take notes. <laughs> Take notes. Take notes how to relate to your your family and friends from Europe. Or maybe just your friends. Because if you're family, you're probably from there. But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. You're right, Olga. I feel bad because since I decided this question, I had time to really think on it. (laughs) So I really did think about this. Yeah. And I think for me, it would be Riley from Girl Meets World. That's like a relatively newish, like not newish, but like it's a a more recent. Yeah. Yeah. It's a reboot of Boy Meets World. I actually don't love the show, but. Sorry. Boy Meets World is also amazing. Yeah. I started that one. I couldn't really get into it. I don't know. But yeah. It's a 90s. (laughs) Yeah. The 90s, y'all. Okay. What is it about Riley? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So specifically about Riley, I feel like it's so hard to describe, but I feel like she just gets excited about so many little things. And I feel like... (laughs) Oh, that is you. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like in a way, like she just smells the air and she just gets excited. Like I wish she's like... (laughs) And in many ways, I've had to temper my excitement about some things because I'm like, Sumi, no one gets excited about the size of that shoe. But like, here you are. So, But yeah, that's who Riley is. She just like... Yeah, and I remember actually when I went to visit New York, I was on the train and I felt... Because the show is supposed to be set in like New York and I felt so much like her because there were so many times on the train where she just gets so excited and that was me in New York I was like oh my gosh so yeah I feel like Riley in many ways that's very cute yeah David yeah also longtime listener first time mm-hmm. podcasters Woo! excited to be here <laughs> I'm a little nervous but we're, we're rolling with it I think for me it has to be if not all of them but I'll individualize it to one person mm-hmm. the new girl Oh, I feel like I don't know girl. I'm obsessed with. Oh, I love that Schmitz. show. Is that what you're yes, I, I think I think more though in high school and like my mm. college years, I was I felt more of a Schmidt. Yeah. Now that I reanalyze <laughs> myself and we was rewatching the yeah. show, I was like, hmm, I really like Nick a lot. Ooh, <laughs> so maybe it's a little dynamic of both of them. But growing up, I, I or like growing up, but in high school, I was yeah. always doing like Schmidt behaviors or trying to reenact his like things. Mm. I was a big fan of that show. But. It's such a good, another good yeah. show. All yeah. these shows, oh, y'all go watch them. <laughs> well, depending on your age and like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to say, you check, go wait, par- wait check with your parents yeah. if you need to. If you're 18 plus, decide for yourself. <laughs> if you're under 18, go talk to your parents. Yeah. Yeah. Or reference the go. podcast we talked about how to yeah. watch media. Mm. Ooh, look at you plugging our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, cool. So before we get into the episode um, for today or like the topic of today, 
I just wanted to highlight something that a long-time listener, hello Kicho, thank you for <laughs> listening, sent me. So in my in, in the interview with Pastor Ben, I mentioned that when I was in South Korea and I was about to board a train, I noticed that a lot of people were looking at their phones. And we were talking about that in the context of like phone addiction. So this is what um, Kicho mentioned. So he said... Um, I think what you saw is more of a lack of security than an addiction. Mm. Korea and many other Asian countries value a group. It is a very collectivism society. I know many people feel insecure when they are by themselves. The best way to reduce that insecurity with technology is to get connected with someone via their phone. That is why you see many people are on the phone call or use their phone to message one another. The feeling of insecurity is not only from the inside of a mind, but also from the outside, a.k.a. social pressure. The collectivism emphasizes groups rather than individuals, so people may look down upon those who are by themselves. Using a phone is a way to show that the phone users are connected so they can feel escaped from the social pressure to form a group. Since 2010, the term, he wrote it in Korean, so I actually have no idea how to say it, but he said this term has become more well-known. It means to eat by yourself. Before then and still nowadays, sometimes eating by yourself does not look good in Korea because of collectivism. Using a cell phone is a way to have less insecurity from that case. I just found that there is a term called lunchmate syndrome in Japan. They have the same fear that their society looks down upon those who eat lunch without Mm. mates. I just want to let you know where Koreans are coming from in terms of their cell phone usage. Which I think, Mm. I asked him before I shared this if I could share it, but I think it's really good context to have. Yeah, just in light of the topic. But yeah. So yeah, moving forward to our topic on spiritual disciplines. So I guess first question is, do you remember when you first learned about spiritual disciplines and what did you learn about it? (laughs) So um, I think growing up in, well, my church upbringing i grew up in a slavic church and so it wasn't we talked a bit about spiritual disciplines but it wasn't kind of in this big way of like here's your spiritual disciplines a b c d and etc um it was kind of incorporated into the services or talked about in the Mm -hmm. sermons or um you know just in the it was just talked about kind of throughout. I think the first time, though, um, I specifically really started to understand it more was when I went to college. Mm. And I went to Biola, and I, we had to take a spiritual formation uh, course because uh, we had 30 units of Bible, and um, that was one of our first classes. And so we had to go through a couple of the spiritual disciplines. And so there's one assignment where we had to fast for a day, and then the other one was... Um, we had to sit in silence for three hours. Um, wow. And um, then we had Lexio Divina. Um, it was a little bit more more uh, detailed than from when I was growing up where like, I knew I was like, okay, I can fast, I can read the Bible, I can pray, I can, um, you know, do this. Um, whereas this class uh, gave me a, a more of an understanding of how to that there is a variation in how I approached those um, way spiritual disciplines, um, and how I approach like my read my reading of you know the Bible, or and even now it's a little bit um, it's evolved from when I was in my teens. Mm. So um, I guess yeah. Okay. Cool. 
And I guess I should specify, like, the way we're talking about spirit, like, I ju- I'm thinking of it like fasting, prayer, evangelism, because I know mm. different people define it in different ways, but these are just, yeah, this is just the way I think our church had, when we did a sermon series on it, the way we broke yeah. it down. So, yeah, that's how I'm defining. But, yeah. Yeah, I think for me, too, I think growing up as well, it was more of a just spiritual disciplines or, like, praying, reading your Bible, mm-hmm. and... Uh, like fellowship, fasting every now and again. Mm-hmm. My parents did a lot of like fasting, which was mm-hmm. kind of cool to see, but we never like as kids partake a lot of it in it. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, then growing up too, I think I kind of realized more and more like how essential and how many, there's like so many like different types <laughs> of spiritual disciplines too, like broad categories, you can kind of do it. But then like when you get into like the real niche things, like, wow, I don't even know that counts like as a spiritual discipline. Mm-hmm. But I think the book that really helped me understand what that one that well understand them was the um spiritual disciplines by was it matt i can't remember the author of the book now but is i think this, that really helped me hmm? is this a book we read at first sf i feel like it a might lot of be i think it. i definitely probably heard of it through okay. first sf and then i bought it and then i read it and then i really understood like well these are like essential and like a lot of them are like we should be practicing that i realized i wasn't practicing mm. and like i think it really helps to kind of like review every once in a while with like somebody or like whatever what spiritual disciplines like you're lacking in mm-hmm. i think that really helps a lot like with my roommates we do james sometimes we check in and things and mm. see what we're lacking in and what we need to work on mm-hmm. so i think it's like really cool to that we're talking about it yeah i guess we can uh reference the book somewhere as a resource but um mm-hmm. i resonate with a lot of what you guys are saying um, I definitely would say I saw spiritual disciplines modeled mm-hmm. well before I ever would have called them spiritual disciplines. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, like growing up, I definitely I grew up going to church, and I saw it. I saw specific spiritual disciplines modeled in my parents. Like they like there was prayer was a big thing. Like I would see very intentional like Sabbath being. Um, um, applied and lived out. Like, what did that mean? Like, why are we doing this? Like, there was this constant, like, hey, we're set apart. Why are we doing this differently? And my parents were really good about explaining, like, why it is that we were doing something different than what maybe mainstream world was doing. So I, had a f- I feel like I have a very good grasp on that growing up, but I never actually had the language for, hey, this is a spiritual discipline. So I was well into maybe my late teens or even early college, and I found out that my dad... Um, would fast every Friday. I had no idea. I think one day I was just home on a Friday and he didn't join us for breakfast. And I was like so confused as to why. And my mom's like, oh yeah, your dad doesn't eat on Fridays. I was like, that's weird. <laughs> and he's like, oh no, he like fasts every Friday. And he'd been doing this for decades. And it was just really beautiful. Like I was very struck by this. And also like seeing my mom like gr- like growing up growing up she would, like wake up and like first thing she usually does is like she like actually like sings and does like a little worship and mm-hmm. devotional like and it's just it's honestly like now it's also very precious but just knowing like that's how my parents have lived out their lives like not perfectly but very intentionally mm-hmm. implementing d- disciplines that way uh really really i don't know feel really blessed that i i got to see that growing up and um Coming full circle, though, I would say I didn't really have the language for spiritual discipline specifically until First SF. We went through a, yeah. So, assuming when you said that, I was like, yeah, that was like a Pastor Ryan yeah. a sermon series uh, on spiritual disciplines. And there was um, 
so every Sunday we walked through a few. And so like confession was a big mm. one that really changed my life. I think about that specifically, and uh, shout out to one of our friends, Georgia, because um, this was one of the first Sundays I met her, and just like exploring what does confession look like mm-hmm. in a church context among fellowship and in that type of fellow with that type of fellowship, and so um, yeah, definitely I think First SF has been very instrumental in kind of redef- not redefining but shaping really mm-hmm. well. Um, and very much calling out specifically what are spiritual disciplines we should be um, prioritizing. So, yeah. I just want to really say the book is Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life. And I was wrong on the article. It's Donald Whitney. Okay. So, okay. Cool. For those of you interested. Donald yeah. Whitney. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. This is actually kind of crazy because I didn't realize we had like so many similarities in our like experience with spiritual disciplines because everything you said is exactly what I was about to say. Literally. Sumi, this yeah. is scary. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of scary. It's happened before. Yeah. It's okay, we're friends. We can admit it. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I want to make that public. <laughs> Secrets out. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah um, I was going to say the same thing that I... I don't think I was ever really taught like about spiritual disciplines, like in those terms. I only just saw it's like modeled like with my mom, similar to what you said, um, just growing up, like I grew up in a church where at the beginning of every year, we had like hundred days of fasting to begin the year. My mom would fast every single week. Hers was Wednesdays when she would fast and um, like prayer. My mom would always wake up like hers was in the middle of the night from like 1 a.m. to about like 5, 4 a.m. She just like woke up, she would start with worship, then she would pray. And evangelism was like an every Saturday thing. But I think the only thing was, although I saw it's modeled, I don't think like my mom really understood how to explain why she Mm. did what she did. And I feel like to an extent, the the way that the culture was and the way the church was, it was more like we're doing these things to like move God's hand. Like it was kind of like a, like we're we're praying it didn't feel like we're praying to get closer to god necessarily we're praying to like so he moves to perform a miracle or so he moves which yeah anyways those are like different topics so it was here at first sf that i really learned like these are called spiritual disciplines and like why do we even do them and similar to you confession like blew my mind because like, yes <laughs> that was what i'd never like seen model so that mm-hmm. one was new to me so i was like oh wow this is really interesting so yeah that's my experience with it. Um, so I guess now another question is, if you were to explain to a new Christian or to a non-believer the importance of these disciplines, how would you do it? What would you say? I thought about this. <laughs> I And I don't, I don't know if it's a very, it captures everything, but something... A way I would probably just define spiritual disciplines is um, like a pursuit away from gospel amnesia. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so it's pursuing becoming more godly. Um, and it's also like running away from um, like forgetfulness of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually probably a more simple way I would say. I'd say it's really the temptation is very easy to forget. Um, forget about godliness. Forget about the things that saved us to begin with. Um, and I feel, not even I feel like I know we, I think and I believe that 
um, pursuing uh, habits and um, instilling these disciplines and prioritizing life in a way that pursues godliness protects us against this like gospel amnesia, like this forgetfulness mm-hmm. where we forget what we've been saved uh, from and what and remembering what we've been saved to. So I don't know if that breaks it down mm-hmm. as much as I maybe needs to be, but mm-hmm. that's a thought I have. I would add on that um, spiritual disciplines are not the end-all, be-all, mm-hmm. that they are tools to maintain mm. that relationship with God. Yeah. Because it's similar to relationships, you know, you get coffee with friends or check on check in, you you're actively involved in that relationship. Mm. It's the same thing when you are a Christian, you are actively participating in that relationship just as God is actively participating. And that's the purpose of spiritual disciplines is to be in communion with God. Yeah. yeah, I think especially like the way I would maybe explain it too is also like these are like practices of the faith that are used to kind of grow our relationship with God as well too. Like, because without, I think everybody practices whether subconsciously or not, probably a few spiritual mm-hmm. disciplines, in my opinion, if you're Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, and like walking in your faith a little actively, you're probably practicing at least a few along the way. And I think it's like the more ones that you can kind of incorporate into your like weekly life or daily life, the more understanding you can probably get from God and get mm-hmm. from scripture or get from like everyday life. Like you can understand God more. And I think mm-hmm. it's almost like, obvious, I think it's essential to, Christian growth and Christian life to have like these spiritual disciplines, at least a few of them Mm -hmm. incorporated, I think. I think, yeah, since I framed the question as like a new Christian or a non-Christian, I guess a follow-up I would think that like Mm -hmm. a non-Christian or a new Christian might have is, do these all have the same like, are they all essential? Like, do they have the same level of importance, Uh, all of these spiritual disciplines? Or are there some that are more essential than others? I would say it depends. I think for me, I know fasting's one that I uh I can't I don't usually fast from food um due to just diet. Um I I, I don't respond well to not eating for a couple of days. It's just the nature of my body. <clears throat> so I'd rather not fast from food or from beverages or something of that sort, but I would, you know, if I do fast, it'd be something like from media or maybe from a particular food mm. of like, I'm not going to eat this any this right now. Um, so I think it it depends. Um, I think I would say prayer and reading the Bible are probably two of the, you know, if you're going to yeah. categorize them, I'd say that's your meat and potatoes. We start with those <laughs> two. <laughs> Uh, or an SF, it's your, I don't know. <laughs> Avocado on your toast. <laughs> yeah. And your matcha, yeah. your matcha tea. Yeah. <laughs> Kombucha and oh, man. something. I, don't yeah. know. <laughs> I can't think of another yeah. analogy. To be honest, I'm not even sure the answer to my question because while I, of course, know that like prayer, Bible reading, but I also see in the Bible like when Jesus was leaving his like, his 
his commandment to his disciples was like go into the world and make this like yeah, go into the world and make it. disciples yeah or even when he was speaking of fasting he said when you fast not if you fast so it's like i don't know to him i don't know based on scripture it does seem like these are like they will happen in your life like all of the disciplines but yeah so i truly don't know even the answer to my question it's um, interesting mm-hmm. i think I think like, yeah, like I want to figure your point too. I kind of agree. Like whatever I feel like works with you and your, cause I feel like all of our walks are kind of individualistic and like there's even spiritual discipline, disciplines of like worship or like personal mm-hmm. worship. And I feel like some people are gifted with music and they can worship in that way. Or like, I think it kind of really goes with like, you kind of maybe test them out and almost in a way, I don't know if that's like a weird <laughs> term to use, but like you test them out and you see which one's kind of like, you resonate with the most or you gain like the most understanding of mm. like God or like also like just maybe just where, how you feel during those times too. Like what spiritual disciplines you feel like work with your like personality almost, I think. Cause I think, yeah, some are definitely essential, like reading your Bible and praying. You guys can correct me too, if you're disagree. Yeah, I, I, I don't think know. I, I do feel disagree like, with you I, a little bit. I would say more on the lines of depending where you are in your season. Mm-hmm. I think in certain times, yeah, yeah, yeah. you, for example, like I have to walk and pray. I can't sit and pray. Mm-hmm. It does not work for me at I all. Know this it does not. You. I have to get up and move and look like a crazy person in public. <laughs> Love that <laughs> and pray. You fit right in. That's, <laughs> yeah, oh, no. it works great in SF. <laughs> um, so there's, I think. I think sometimes um, we can some get into more of a very rigid mindset of like, okay, I have to pray, so I, uh, it has to look like this, or it has to, I have to read the Bible, so it has to look like that. Um, you know, I think, and at times, sometimes you, depending on what's going on in your life, you might need to change it up a bit in a sense to see mm. if mm. maybe this, you will respond better to this or it'll get you a little bit more, um, more focused. Um, I know I've had in my times, I can't really I have had times in my life where I've read the Bible and I, I it was not I couldn't focus on reading so I had to do an audio instead and other times where I could not do the audio and then I'd switch back to reading and then um, going back to text or I would only focus on one verse or just do massive chunks um, depending on what where I am and and what's going on in my life yeah that was also my thoughts I feel like it might look different, but then yes. I would think that the yeah that the discipline should still remain. Like even the example you gave of like someone doesn't like someone plays music or maybe they're a guitar player. I feel like someone else who doesn't like music, their worship they can still worship, but like it might mm-hmm. look different for yeah. them. But I think that the heart of the worship should still be there. Or like what you just said, mm-hmm. Olga, like yeah. prayer is still there, but for you it's walking. Maybe for me it's like I don't know, sitting on my bed and praying. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah. I like to also add on, um, I think at the end of the day, it's about your heart posture in these Absolutely. disciplines. Yeah. Um, it's just as in with a, a friendship or a relationship, um, it's just showing up. Because yeah. um, sometimes you're going to maybe sit down and pray and you're in a reading, it's going to be silent. And that might be like that for about a month, two months, six months. But just showing up. And doing it, especially in those moments when it's dry and the moments when um, it's a dark season or 
cliche to say season, but <laughs> I'm trying to like stay away from <laughs> that <laughs> word so many yeah. times because it's so cliche. <laughs> yeah. Our, our chapter, like you know, sometimes there you, go. you know there there's moments in um, your life that are going to be very dry and just showing up, and that posture of showing up of going, I'm here. I'm ready. That is what is important about those, the spiritual disciplines. Um, and then with time, you'll be able to look back and see mm-hmm. what God's been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, last year in January 2021, I guess. Yeah, that was last year. I think at first SF, we went through um, the prayer, like the Lord's Prayer and a sermon series. And um, I, I serve with youth here. And uh, we did not yet have a youth pastor, an associate pastor. Shout out, Pastor Clark. We're really glad you're here. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the youth leaders, we were going through that sermon series during our discipleship time with youth. And I remember Gwen led, one of our other youth leaders, she led um, in the middle school group the part on give us today our daily bread. Mm-hmm. She had a really powerful example that really sh- stuck with me and struck me at the at the time. She's like a lot of times when we come to the Lord in some in, spir- in the spiritual discipline of spending time with God in the Word, we want the like Thanksgiving feast. We want the like mashed potatoes. We want the like gravy. We want the pie. We want it all. Like we want this like fullness of complete satisfaction. And she's like, that's just not realistic. Like we get that sometimes, but we we're still called to be consistent and maybe not expect the whole full Thanksgiving like meal of. Of, of even closeness and intimacy, but like knowing that, hey, like this consistency, like Olga, you were saying that, like showing up, like this consistency, like sometimes it'll be a snack. Sometimes it'll just be like, you know, uh, plant-based protein, but you keep going <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like even if it's not as satisfying, like there's value to the showing up and the consistency. Um, and then I would, something else I wanted to say was, um, yeah, that our like Christian lives are a life as a Christian is identified by life of sacrifice, and mm-hmm. um, I think that that shows up in how we live out spiritual disciplines as well, right? It's not a pursuit of winning the Lord's like grace. Like grace is already you know we're we we haven't done anything to earn it. It's not in pursuit of grace or, or, or even in pursuit of reconciliation. It's like, because of this, I want to get the know Lord, get to know the Lord better um, and also become more refined and more identified with living a life of sacrifice. And so sometimes that means like we're waking up earlier. Sometimes we're walking on the streets of SF and we're praying. And um, I think something else I was thinking about is sometimes I can say I personally get stuck in spiritual disciplines looking a specific way, like, oh, like it's mm-hmm. got to be this way or oh, it needs to be look, looking this way. And that's not true. I feel like there's like a legalistic box that I have to like continue to get out of. Um, cause that's not true. I think there's a temptation for me, maybe for others too, to think that as a Christian, as a believer, it needs to look this way. But back to the heart of it and also just the honest, earnest living out in spiritual disciplines of praying. and. I have something to add on. Please. Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think as going back to your point yeah. of we as Christians we expect we sometimes get into that ri- yeah. rigidness of it has to look this way it has to look like I have to have my Bible out have my cup of coffee <laughs> you know have the sun shining down Special the certain window the or the certain <laughs> desk in the certain chair I cannot be disturbed I cannot um, um, 
there's someone I follow on Instagram, um, Felicia Mason Heimer, and she's yeah, talked Verity, about. Um, yeah, she's talked about um, uh, how she approaches, you know, her her time with the Lord, um, and it's evolved over time. Mm. When she was before she was married, it, it looked different, and then when she was married, it looked different. Now with with um, raising their with with her raising their children, it has definitely evolved, and I think. Um, She's a great example um, for me to see of I'm also of just changing it, being adaptable to where you are in life. Yeah. Every, you're not you're not always going to be 19 fresh into college <laughs> and you're not always going to be a 25 year old who however many years after college. Things are uh, there's different moments in your life, there's different chapters, different um uh I guess levels in life yeah your spiritual discipline your time with the lord or your way you're going to fast when you're 20 is going to probably look different from when you're 50 lord willing um and it's i'm a big fan of if something's not working take a moment evaluate and change it don't give up but change it change do a different route if it's not working try a different approach to uh to your prayer time, to your Bible reading, to your fasting. Just change yeah. it. There's nothing wrong with changing something that's not no. working. It's just, you're just changing it and see if that option works. If it doesn't, try something else. Um, as well as talk to other Christians, especially people who are older than you, because they have gone through the walk or they're, you know, they're going to be able to provide a lot of insight into whether or not, um, or just, just provide insight on what you could do. Absolutely. Give you advice, give you provide some wisdom in approaching those spiritual disciplines as well. So what you both said just reminded me of a question that I at least often struggle with. So maybe the other people out there, but it's like us yeah, I definitely agree that like we do need to learn to adapt or things like that, like depending on our season. <laughs> season. By the way, yeah, like it's fall. <laughs> I also do wonder Your like fall season. Where is, because I think to an extent, like, as much as we want to adapt, isn't there a space for sacrifice? Like, spiritual disciplines, it shouldn't, I don't know, at least I think it shouldn't always be convenient. Like, even if, like, I'm in a season where I just don't have the time, can't I, like, I don't know, can't I just wake up in the middle of the night and set the time? Or can't I wake up earlier, an hour earlier? Like, where is this balance between, sure, adaptability slash comfort, but also sacrifice? I wouldn't say that change and adaptability means that it's comfortable and that's convenient. Oh, no, not, no, I'm not saying necessarily what you said, just in general. Yeah, like, it's a question I've had, not specifically, like, yeah, I I do understand that you don't necessarily mean that. But in other instances, like, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think um, I think it goes back to even thinking of uh, that your your spiritual discipline has to look a certain way. I think mm-hmm. setting it in the middle of the night, if that if that is the only time you can do it, mm-hmm. go for you it. It. Mm-hmm. it could be maybe it's your morning commute, and that's the only time you can do it, or maybe it's in the middle of the day during your work day or during your school school day where it's you got thirty minutes. It's there. I think it kind of goes back to what we've talked about earlier. It's your 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 posture and the commitment to show up and try and do it to show up and do the work. Um, I think it can look different. Where it could be, maybe you have to split it up into like fifteen minute chunks of like I'm gonna. Ha- this is where I got fifteen minutes. This is where I'm gonna do something here. I got another fifteen minutes here, and then ad- adjusting that way. So. 
Yeah, I agree. And I resonate, uh, resonate a lot with what you're saying, Olga. Um, and I, I think I want to add the perspective that um, there's a temptation that if one, if you can't look a certain way, or one or two, if we don't have the time for it, then we're not going to do it at all. Mm-hmm. And so I think like this perspective of hey, it doesn't have to look a certain way; it can look differently, and and not in where we're not giving in to this temptation of like, oh, I'm too busy. I've got you know volleyball and work and commuting and like no, like you can fitting in a light. Like we, there's a temptation also to compartmentalize. Like if I can't do it this way, or if it can't look that way, I'd rather not do it at all because everything else will come before it. And so I feel like having this uh, approach lends itself it lends itself to be able to like build in and actually like fit into your life, like as you're walking or as you're biking. You know, I'm looking at you, David. You were biking the streets of San Francisco. <laughs> like, there's a way to have time with the Lord wherever you are. Like, mm-hmm. pray without ceasing. Like, does that mean we're constantly on our knees besides our bed praying? Not necessarily, but it's more of where is our mind and what are our thoughts being captured by in our time being captured by where what do we value yeah um yeah because it's a relationship your relationship with the lord um it kind of comes back down to that if we look at the spiritual disciplines as i have to check this off my checklist for every single day um yeah i I think we have to have value in the spiritual disciplines and understand that as well yeah i think my like my specific because yeah i definitely agree with what you guys are saying i think my specific example is like for example like what you guys said of oh um i'm just busy that day can i do it on my commute home so in my head i'm like okay where is the time when i just decide i have to cut things out of my life rather than just like changing the way i do like i guess that's where i'm like yeah like where is the how how do i yeah i don't know if you guys could answer that or speak to that but yeah it's just sorry i just interrupted your sentence as in i finding say like you're looking at your schedule mm-hmm. for the week and trying to figure out what you need to prioritize no what i mean is like so what i'm hearing is okay maybe i'm just really busy throughout my day so i could be like oh i'm just going to adapt so i would i would read my bible on the bus on the way to work mm-hmm. but then i'm also like but then where is the line for like sacrifice i guess quote unquote where instead of saying i'll just read read my bible on the bus instead i'm like you know what I would wake up an hour earlier or I would cut out this activity that I like to do at the end of the day. So yeah, I yeah, it, it I don't know. How would you answer your question, Sumi? I have the question. I, I know, yeah, but I feel like you have probably have thoughts that cuz I feel yeah. like there's a if I could mm-hmm. re, not rephrase mm-hmm. but maybe try to understand your question mm-hmm. like hey, li- our lives as believers should be marked by like radical sacrifice why aren't we sacrificing that hour or why aren't we living it out in a way that shows that sacrifice when it comes to how we apply spiritual disciplines to our walk sort of yeah that 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 is kind of like yeah i guess that's that's sort of the heart of the question i don't know if i'd say like you should be completely marked by like radical sacrifice but to an extent i'm like christ sacrificed for me why am i like i don't Holding know like yeah exactly comfort. so yeah that's that's part of my question we don't have to delve like deeply into this but yeah that was just the i think i think for me like or like what i've seen and what i've from my own life and from what people have told me is mm-hmm. like starting off like with the small things of like finding time slots in your day whether it's like on the bus or whatever to just simply read small passages. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be anything huge. You don't have to take notes. Like, I think when you start off in those small things, 
like naturally, I almost feel like you or the Holy Spirit as well too, through you, like you're going to want to kind of realize and you kind of see the importance of that discipline. And so then you're naturally going to kind of like be like, okay, where can I make time for this? And I think one of the things for me like that helped a lot was like a lot of times in my work and going to work, there's like mindless tasks that I'm doing sometimes. And what I found like really helpful and it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't really feel genuine because I'm like, oh, is it right if I'm just like sitting here listening to the Bible and not really like ultra paying attention? Mm. But I think through that practice, I've kind of, realize more importantly like oh when i read the bible or when i listen to this bible it kind of like helps me more throughout my day mm-hmm. and so then naturally i kind of like okay i'm gonna start waking up at six instead of like six thirty, just mm-hmm. to like pray a little bit mm-hmm. read my bible it's like you i think you feel conviction in the areas like the holy spirit's gonna convict you in the areas where you right. feel your faith is lacking like the most and i think that you're gonna notice like everyone has those little like struggles or sin areas where they know that they're like struggling maybe more than others in that area and they feel more conviction. And so I think like wherever you're feeling convicted in that moment or whatever discipline you feel like you need to work on, like start really small and then you'll kind of see that, uh, like the growth that comes from it. And naturally you're going to want to kind of be like, okay, I want more of this yeah. and kind of maybe go from there. That's what helped me. Right. And I would say I would retrain, I would reframe, um, the idea of sacrifice as, oh, this is something I have mm. to sacrifice since the bur- mm-hmm. burden of like, oh my gosh. Sacrifice doesn't mean that it's bad to sacrifice. I think the spiritual disciplines are to give us life, to give, to it, it's life-giving. If we were to refla- reframe, um, I recently watched a video talking about Sabbath where if we look at Sabbath going, here's everything I can't do. Mm-hmm. If you reframed it to, if I'm doing things that are life-giving on my Sabbath, that is what the Sabbath is, is to give us life. Because that is our God. Rest. Is rest. We We come to God for rest. We come to Him because He is perfect and He is loving and He is our creator. And He He died on the cross for us. Um, And I think it goes back to the heart of, why we worship the heart of why we we pray um i think with sacrifice um when god calls us to sacrifice we at least in my experience i i do feel the holy spirit telling me that this is what i need to do um and I, correct me if I'm wrong. If I say something heretical, please forgive me. Whoever's <laughs> listening to this, I would say that God, um, He, with sacrifice, it's not necessarily something we have to actively try to keep pursuing to sacrifice. Um, we have to trust that God is also working in our lives. It's not our. It's not our strength to figure out how we have to sacrifice. The Holy Spirit will 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 prompt us. God is also working in our lives. We have to remember that there, there's two parties in this relationship. Um, when you're a Christian, is that it's you showing up, and a lot of times we're going to be failing, and thankfully there's grace, and God is always going to be there. But also God is also working in our lives, and He's yeah. also working actively in other people's lives. We have to remember, th- and we have to understand ooh, our job is just to show up and be ready for him to use us. 
think hammering one more thing onto your point or mm-hmm. question, Sumi, is like instead of thinking about it as a sacrifice too, like kind of almost flipping around, like what can you gain? Like mm-hmm. yes. truly, what are you gonna what are you gonna achieve from like sleeping thirty minutes in more mm-hmm. than like your time? Like you're gonna get thirty more minutes of sleep, which is great, but it's not gonna affect you like I would say that much throughout your day, maybe. Mm-hmm. So kind of like flipping around, like okay, instead of like making it a sacrificial thing, being like, what am I? What can I like achieve through doing this, or what can I learn from doing this? What what is gonna be the benefits? And kind of seeing like. You, most of the time, reading your Bible is probably going to, or praying or practicing, honestly, any spiritual discipline might really does kind of outweigh almost anything else you can mm-hmm. be doing with your time. And it kind of is hard, obviously. We're not, no, I'm not even perfect in this. Truly, I'm not, I fail a lot in this, but We're also it's very really important. Fallen. It's a good reminder. Yeah. It's like really interesting thing to kind of trick your brain into being like, okay, instead of thinking of a sacrificial thing, thinking about like, okay, what am I going to get out of this? that I couldn't have gotten with this 30 minutes of sleeping. Like I could sleep more or I could do this one thing more for like 30 minutes, but sorry. Time no, I didn't even say anything. I just had a thought and David already saw that. I had a thought. Thank <laughs> you for seeing me. I feel seen. Um, so I think a question we can say or a comment we can make is what is spiritual pl- disciplines not giving us? And what we're not getting from it is we're not winning favor from God. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a trap there somewhere. We're like, well, if I do this, then this is going to happen. You know, the, actually, as you were referring to assuming mm-hmm. the beginning, like, oh, I'm turning God's hand towards me mm-hmm. in a specific way. That's just not realistic. And I think we've seen this throughout, like, historical, like, Christian history, like this this movement towards being an aesthetic, um, like this practice of self-denial in certain ways, as in to gain favor from the Lord. I, I'm not sure if it was Augustine who spoke against this, but I feel like that sounds right out there people you can correct me but it's definitely shown up before so like this very almost monastical approach to spiritual discipline um or self-denial even and i think Olga, what you were saying like hey like the holy spirit still is refining us and convicting us and if there's ways that the holy spirit is convicting you like wow i'm not sacrificing there mm-hmm. i think we need to lean into that mm-hmm. so i don't think it's a one size fits all it's how am i growing am i leaning into the spirit like is the Spirit convicting me in a way like I should be sacrificing and waking up this earlier this way, not making this more convenient, but maybe more of a greater demonstration of my love and desire to grow closer to God. Um, and so I, I don't think it's a, a size one size fits all for that very reason, because the Spirit works differently on d- different mm-hmm. people's hearts. Like mm-hmm. something that you need to grow in may not be the same thing I need to grow in. So the Spirit might be convicting you and pushing you in a specific way that doesn't, it wouldn't, like maybe there is a call right now in someone's life, like, wow, I should be sacrificing this way. I'm really I'm really building comfort rather when, when I should be living more sacrificially. So generally, yeah, we should be pursuing sacrifice, but it's going to look different. And mm-hmm. so, um, but I, I think that also, is a reliance and a trust on the Spirit that we, as we're growing closer, He will convict us. It, and there's going to be an, maybe a growth in awareness and just even desire to pursue that sacrifice. Um, that's how I'm thinking about it. Sorry for the tangents. I just took us far away. But yeah, okay. <laughs> it was um, it was okay. I think it was really important, though. I okay. think if it adds into what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so back to the original question of like if a non-Christian or a new Christian, something else I am like thinking of that a new Christian or a non-Christian would ask is like spiritual disciplines are like these like in, they're like these things that you're adding that like, I, yeah, I don't know how to explain. Like doesn't it just take the love away? It's kind of like 
building yeah i'm just i yeah. i know my answer to it, but yeah doesn't can't you just take the love away from the relationship where there are these actions that you're doing because you've been told to do them like a husband buying his wife flowers because that's like that's his discipline so couldn't it take the joy and the love away from the relationship with god i would go back to that analogy mm-hmm. of yes. the husband and wife giving mm-hmm. husband giving flowers if he's giving flowers out of i this is what husbands do. Mm. I bet you that wife is going to know <laughs> that this is not a genuine. This is a, mm. I'm just doing this because this is, this is, uh, 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 there's a word there that I can't think of Guilty? right now. Is that what you're it's just, yeah, obligation. it's a sense of obligation, but there's no heart mm. behind it. Of like, here's a flower. Um, you're welcome, I guess. Or, you know, Check. the wife's going to know, <laughs> but the, the husband's not giving the flowers just to ob- be out of obligation. He's giving it because of his love for his wife. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the disciplines. It's we do them because we of our love for God and for what Christ did on the cross. Mm. It goes back down to the gospel. Mm. God did the ultimate thing. Um the ultimate thing. There was no other option. And he did that. And he, while we were sinners, that, you know, that that we have to think about the gospel. And we have to think about why, the heart of the spiritual discipline. Mm-hmm. And so the spiritual disciplines aren't, it, it's coming back to that heart posture of coming to it because we are keeping that relationship with God, um, not by our means, but because of God. God, if that I'm not communicating very well, maybe. No, so someone chime in. No, I, can, oh, I would say something about this new believer feeling, oh man, like this is just um, such an obligation. It's mm-hmm. going to kill the love I have for the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's really not. It's going to grow it. And um, like if the whole like garden analogy, like y- you have to care for it. You, and love itself, not a feeling, it can be, but it's, also a choice, and it's an action. Like we look at the biblical definition of love, like God is love. It's not. It's not saying God is feeling love towards you. It's like He is the definition of love, and that love is patient, kind, like not easily angered, and um, like it's sincere. So there's action tied to it. And I know Olga, you've you've gone back to this relational aspect of of how we're relationally relating to God, and that's essential. Like we think about just. Any friendship or any even just human dynamic, if you want to get to know someone more, you're going to invest time, you're going to sacrifice, you're going to show up when it's not convenient, you're going to learn their likes and dislikes, you know, what brings them joy, what brings them sadness, and and like we were created to relate this way to each other, and I really think that mirrors of how we're really called to relate to the Lord, uh, to God Himself, like not like coming to him, yes, as a father, but also as a friend. And like, I'm I'm coming to spend time with you. I want to know you. I want you to know me. And so if we're just writing out the feeling, the feeling's totally going to die. Like that commitment and that covenant is important. And that's why there's this relational aspect. Like if you're dating someone, if you're in a mm-hmm. deep friendship with someone, like if you're, you go a whole like four months without checking in with someone, well, that's not really a close friendship. Um that, that it's not really it's not really a close friendship and so 
and maybe I'm maybe I'm superimposing my own perspective on that, but I think generally people would agree. If you talk to someone once a year, maybe you're not <laughs> best friends. <laughs> I think too. Uh, sorry. Oh no no, David, like, you can go ahead. To your question too of like sometimes what was the word used? The inconvenience or like what was the oh, the sacrifice? Yeah, or, yeah yeah. Or like because I I I think that there are times. If, I mean honestly, like giving up something is hard and annoying, and I think. Or not annoying, but sometimes very inconvenient. Like mm-hmm. serving sometimes. There's been times in my past where I'm just like, oh, and I'm a people pleaser. So it's really hard for me. And this is something that I kind of had to like work through a lot of years through and to kind of understand is like, oh, there's some event happening that my friend is doing. Or like I can go hang out with friends or I could go serve in this way with the church needs us on the weekend or something like that. And it's like the times that I have chose like those friendships over serving I will say the times where and the t- versus the times where I've chosen like serving in that moment versus like hanging out with people is like unmatched in like my fulfillment and my joy that I get mm. from serving the church. And I think that's something that like you kind of have to like learn to sacrifice. Ob- like I guess with the Christian faith, I think there is au- like automatic sacrifice that comes with some things and some some things that you have to give up. And I think uh, where was I going with this point, but the the inconvenience it may seem like inconvenience if you're gonna like grow you're gonna like love it a lot more I guarantee anybody who is listening and want and is having a hard time with like the idea of sacrificing because I think in high school too if I know we have like a lot of young listeners like in, in high school it's like hard to like give up those times when you're hanging out with your friends to go serve or in like all the, the extracurriculars yeah yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. those things too it's like but I'm telling you take it from somebody who has experience in this area it's good it's way more fulfilling and satisfying and you feel like god using you it, there's no i think greater feeling Growing than that you. yeah and i just yeah sorry i think the way i would answer this question is mm. probably might be a little bit different but I, yeah like oh of course i agree with everything you guys said but being honest i do think that like there are ways that spiritual disciplines, depending on how you engage with them, can suck that joy from being in a relationship with God. Like it, when it just becomes like a chore or something that I have to do or like, so I guess just back to the initial point, I would just tell like, I don't know if this is like a new believer, I'm like, maybe like you said, switch it up. switch Because I feel like that's mm-hmm. the difference. Like people always liken it to friendships, but I think there's a really big difference because <laughs> with friendships, I don't just show up every day with the same, like it, it isn't the same like thing that we do every day. Like the way we engage with each other is different. Like we might call today, we might text tomorrow, we might see each other, we might get boba. Like, but with the Bible, sometimes, yeah, like we said, like the disciplines can feel like this, open my Bible, like that like sameness can to me at least it has taken out the joy sometimes just the sameness of it's the sameness of prayer the sameness of reading my bible so maybe yeah like we said like if you could switch it up if you could yeah make it look different if you could i don't know engage with the like with the bible in different ways engage with the word in a different way like it can it it can help with like keeping that joy and mm-hmm. while i agree love is a choice i think it still is a feeling like i think i yeah i don't that's think true. it's either or which yeah that's a whole other topic but i don't think it's either or i do think we should still love god with our hearts as well like it shouldn't yeah it's not just actions and mind anyway so yeah that's a that's a whole okay. tangent i love you guys just so you know <laughs> okay <laughs> also last thing sorry i meant to touch on this while i was making my 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 point or whatever i think it also has a lot to do with the heart too 
like mm-hmm. like you're saying, because sometimes you're not going to feel it. And I think if you're like, even when you're serving, like there have been times where I've served in my past too, where I don't have the heart of it mm-hmm. and you don't get anything from it. Mm-hmm. Like truly, like if you're not, if you're going into it being like all grumpy, like, oh, I have to give up my plans for this. Mm-hmm. This is a sacrifice. And you're viewing it like, oh, this God's going to use me in this way. Or like you're going into it with like this uh, mindset like of like, that. I'm going to get something, mm-hmm. like I deserve something out of this. Or like, you know. I'm giving up this God, so you got to help me in this way. Mm-hmm. I think like heading into it with a, a right mind and a good mind and a good heart is like probably like the most important thing to do. And that's mm-hmm. a thing I think a lot of people like, yeah. tend to struggle with mm-hmm. is like you're giving up something. So you feel like you mutual exchange mm-hmm. of that kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know? Yeah. I think like that, a contract. Uh, going, mm-hmm. Yeah. Also on Tuesday, uh, what was it? Thursday night, we had like a mm-hmm. theology dinner mm-hmm. and we were talking about the idea of um delayed gratification mm-hmm. and i think that's like such a huge thing in our mm-hmm. in faith but this is a, a different tangent for a different time maybe <laughs> but i think it comes a lot from that like we won't maybe see the benefits mm-hmm. or like the small things that we plant in our christian life like we were talking about like delayed gratification of like interactions with our uh, people in our life like we might mention the gospel one time and then we'll see them mm-hmm. in heaven and it's like oh like you've God's like, he used you in this way to make this person or to like create life in this person or bring this person to him and that kind of thing. It's going back to the, the even the parable of the sower. Um, our job, is, you know, yeah. the seeds, our job is literally to just be planting seeds. God does the rest. We really, it's not our responsibility to grow the seeds it's our job to maintain them or, you know, to still do the work, but really we forget that yeah, God's faithful. doing the work. Mm-hmm. It, it's all, everything's bringing glory to God and God's going to use you. Um, there's also a great amount of grace in all of this. Truly. Um, seriously, because God's going to even use it when you're grumpy and you're showing up for mm-hmm. <laughs> surfing. Mm-hmm. He's still going to somehow use that. Yeah. Um, I could cry. That's so So true. that's very exciting. Uh, that's my tangent, additional tangent next to David's. <laughs> okay, so now we can segue into more like personal experiences. What has, what, which discipline have you struggled with the most and why do you think that is? Out of the four that we are focusing on? I guess for me, it's like, the the way I broke it down was like fasting, prayer, Bible reading, worship, evangelism. But I mean, if you define spiritual disciplines, like if you have a different breakdown, then yeah, whichever ones you want to include. I think for me, like one of the biggest and still kind of is and like finding new strategies to work on is the Bible reading. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that is so maybe just a very basic one for a lot of Christians, mm-hmm. like finding that time, finding. But for me, it also wasn't just finding the time who's like, not getting gaining the understanding that I wanted of the scripture. Like I kept comparing myself and being like, oh, I'm not as knowledgeable mm-hmm. as this person. I'd read the Bible and be like, God, teach me. Like help me to be like this person who mm-hmm. understands you and knows your scripture. And I kept coming at it and going and like having a hard time with it and not really understanding. And even to this time, like there's times where you won't, even to this day, like there's times where you won't gain anything from the scripture maybe, but like, or I think, honestly, you will, but you may not feel that, yeah. I think. So that better way to say it. meal analogy for yeah. me every time. And I think for me, one of the big things, and I guess we're just giving shout-outs on this podcast, but <laughs> shout-out to Janine. Uh, her, her uh, she shared, like, on one of the Tuesdays, Tuesday nights uh, about, like, scripture reading. And, or, no, I for, um, 
Oh, was it this the hermeneutics? Study? Thank you. Mm-hmm. I was doing the hermeneutics thing, and she mentioned just like listening to the Bible, mm-hmm. listening to the full chapter, like first, mm-hmm. like full book. But like listening to the Bible is a great way to like kind of segue that and kind of like almost like dip your toes into the Bible reading because like where you can find time between like listening to music. Like I I listen to tons of music, and I think that like replacing that with scripture reading has been really helpful. And then now it's kind of like also making me want to read it physically, like opening my Bible. Like, and so I think that's always been like one of the hardest ones. And like, I still struggle a lot. And if there's people out there who could give good advice of like how to understand scripture. And I've been asking that a lot. I feel like Mm. a lot of people, and I think I'm starting to understand like the way to approach scripture and things like that, the right ways and how to like kind of wrestle with some verses and things like that. And cause for me, it felt like, if I just take it verse by verse, I'm not going to gain anything. And I think sometimes if you take it verse by verse, if you like if reading, like take one of the Psalms and just read that verse by verse, you will gain a lot of uh, understanding and wisdom from those. And so I think for me, that's like a good helpful way is like just the listening to the Bible and then mm-hmm. listening to the entire chapter or sorry, entire book. Mm-hmm. If it's like not a huge book, really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and understand context and everything. A struggle and a strategy. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I like it. <laughs> it's just something that. No, yeah. it makes sense. And like something Janine was mentioning, I think like Clark and Ben have mentioned too during our study in hermeneutics is the Bible was like very narrative, especially when we think about, yeah. talk about the Old Testament and even Paul, like the epistles, they were letters, they were read out loud. Mm-hmm. So there's value to hearing the word spoken out loud. So mm-hmm. um, I relate that I definitely struggle with reading. I feel like I have to constantly change my strategy. And like, so Bible plans help and like doing plans with different people. And so like first this stuff has a plan. And like right now I'm going through a plan with uh, youth where we're reading um, um, a few of the epistles in the New Testament and like going through different study uh, approaches to it. Um, it's really helpful. There's accountability. Like people, like I'm going to be checking in with you. They're checking in with me. Uh, and with the whole text messages we get from First to Seth every morning, like it's it's helpful to have these touch points where it's like, okay, this is what I'm reading. And um, yeah, I think kind of sometimes, from, like I feel like a very... Uh, stereotypical approach to Bible reading is like, okay, I'm gonna like let oh, let the Bible fall open. Well, like a digital Bible doesn't fall open, so um, just scroll. Verse of the day, I guess that's our digital Bible falling open. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's one. I think some things that I other spiritual disciplines like that I don't necessarily come easier, but I like I I really enjoy fasting. Like it's. Mm. I, I really do. Like, it's not that I don't enjoy not eating, but <laughs> like I see the fruit of it and it's really meaningful. Like I've spent the entire day, like every time, like I want to like snack on something like, oh, right, I'm not eating. And it rem- remembers, it reminds my heart and my mind, why not? And it's really meaningful. So that's one that I'm, a, I, like, I definitely gravitate towards and um, yeah, so that's my perspective. Yeah, definitely Bible reading is something that I still definitely uh, say that it's it takes effort to maintain a good mm. a good discipline in it 
I so bi- Bible reading isn't my thing, but since we're talking about the hermeneutic study, there was something else that actually this past um, week that Pastor Clark taught. I probably wouldn't do it justice the way he said it, but he did because I relate to what you just said, David, about like I come into the Bible thinking like, what can I take away? Like, what mm. can I learn? What can I apply to my life? How can I live differently today, tomorrow? But then there was something he said, you know, sometimes there just aren't this like one-to-one correlations with like, it just doesn't apply completely like to your life because what they were going through is different than yours. But then he he then like posed the question of, instead of asking like, how can I apply it to my life? You could also ask like, why aren't I able to apply this? Like what is in my life or in yeah. my current situation that makes me unable to apply this? And I don't know why that really did blow my mind because I'm like, yeah, I guess that is true. Because in those cases where I cannot like relate to this, why can't I relate to this? So yeah, that definitely as well helps. But yeah, I feel like I could pick any of these as my like <laughs> spiritual disciplines that I struggle with. Because at different times, there's just a different mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think to an extent, like I guess prayer can also be hard for me because I don't know. Prayer just feels more intimate than the rest of these for some oh. very weird reason. Like the rest of these, I feel like I can do in my like brain half off. Like with like, I don't know, Bible reading, I can just like read and like, I'll still grasp some things. Mm. But I don't know, with prayer, it's like, I have to quiet my mind. At least like, I know there are different types of prayer and like, but I, I feel like it's easier for me to do the like, oh, I'm walking and I'm praying. But at least something I want to incorporate in my life is like actually structured time to pray. Like I want to sit down and really be with God, not like simple prayers on, on like my walk, but like, so those structured times to pray are just kind of difficult because it's like, first of all, I have to, be quiet like I have to like yeah listen I have to be there and yeah there's just something about it that feels more intimate it also feels like yeah you're confessing sin you're pre- it feels like you also incorporate a lot of these other ones like I'm praising God I'm worshiping I'm confessing sin and yeah I don't know there's just something about it it's intimate yeah and it's also hard because I'm not like when I talk to people I'm hearing what you're saying back but yeah. like with prayer it's like okay I'm waiting now and of course sometimes we do like have the Holy Spirit lead us, but sometimes it's also just like quiet and I'm just speaking words. So yeah, that one can be kind of hard. I would say the one that I struggle, I also resonate with, in a way I struggle with all of them in some variation occasionally because we're human and, you know, things, yeah, we're human. (laughs) And thank God we we are not God. (laughs) Thank God we are not God. Um, I, I'd say I'm Bible reading is a little bit of a struggle. It depends. It's for me, it's focusing. I've switched it up to now just listening. Um, and then taking that time to just use more audit, more of the audio instead of the visual and reading that way. Um, I've also, I think, but I think the big one, I, I wish I was better at fasting, um, that's the hard one. I, I don't know how to navigate that one very well. Mm. Um, it's it's a hard one for me um, because I'll, I'd like to be able to fast from like food or something like of that sort. Um, but I'm always a bit hesitant because I don't know how I will handle having low blood sugar. It's <laughs> hard. <laughs> the realistic reality of that. Oh. And then, um, but I do enjoy fasting when I can fast from like technology or I don't know, like sugar. I've done just sugar. That's yeah, or something. Something more like on that on those terms. Um, 
I think one that I really like but also occasionally do struggle with is um, silence and solitude mm. where you're alone and you're sitting in silence and you what I do is I usually take a verse and I meditate on that one and think about that one um, and I don't do any I don't touch my phone I'm just sitting in one spot um, I, but I really appreciate that one um, when I can do it after I've done it. But in the moment, it's a struggle because things happen. Hmm. Actually, another one that comes to mind, and this is a little bit more, I don't know, personal or I don't know, it can be weird, but uh, giving is a huge hmm. discipline that I actually struggle with and continue still. Like, actually, it's funny that it just popped. I think it's probably the Holy Spirit conviction. I've been meaning to like <laughs> reevaluate that, I think. And I think even now, like even growing up, you know, like uh, like working through college, paying rent, things like that. Mm-hmm. It was like the hardest thing for me to like give. And that is like really, really bad on my part, obviously. But I think it's really hard. Like that's one of the, that's, that's another really hard spiritual gift because, or not spiritual <laughs> gift, sorry, spiritual discipline that we, that we, I think is essential because it shows like yeah. your trust in God for your, for your, not even just like provision. your livelihood, but provision and resources and all that kind of thing. And I think, like that's something that I'm still like honestly, if I'm being honest, still kind of struggling with because it's like hard. It's really like to 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 be generous with giving too, also having the right heart and the mind about it. I know that we had a sermon series about giving a few maybe months or weeks ago now, and it was like talking about like the heart of giving, and like I realized I was like man, like it talked a lot about what giving is like, how it should look, and I was just like I was feeling super convicted. Like, Good reminder. So keep me accountable, guys, after this. Yeah. No. Well, now the but whole podcast audience. I know. The, I like, yeah. Let's go. Isn't no, the sermon it, for tomorrow also a like strategic generosity? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. That's going to be great. Check That'll out Joel's newsletter. Amazing. He always sends it with the sermon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sermon yeah. But I think that's one of the ones that I think is especially like almost like I feel like a lot of people maybe in San Francisco or if you're living anywhere in the world, really, where like finances are tight and you feel like you can't give. I think give. It's so important there have been so many times where i've seen in my own personal life my parents have so many stories of like they're always really good with teaching me how to give and showing me how to do that and my dad always whenever you have a phone call like growing up when he when they first moved they're like oh are you making sure you're giving and things like that And it was always like a weird topic but he would always be checking on me and i think it's so essential because he's seen how god uses and does things and provides for him and our family throughout my experience and he shared those stories of like how god has provided and it's like man i feel very very not good about it and so i think that's one of the big ones that i, I think i struggle with and mm-hmm. and that probably needs to be like reevaluated probably like a few times a year or once a year at least that's but. great way to go that's Papa, great but- that he struggles yeah that's a hard <laughs> No, just the like exactly. <laughs> there like, no, there's I'm actually, so glad you don't have the spiritual. There, no, I mean like it's really great that you have this conviction and that you're like sharing about it and it's no, encouraging oops. to me. And that like the way you were talking about your dad like living that out and really checking in on it like that you like way to go, Papa Butler. Like I'm very <laughs> impressed. Like that's really great. Like that he modeled that and yeah. it's like asking of you to how you're doing that too so i think it's important that's what's great that was that's what was great I'm kidding <laughs> thank you sumi okay. like that one also tends i see i see it more and more like maybe i don't know if it's just my own personal experiences but with people 
of like giving and like you ask him like oh and it's like a weird conversation obviously i feel like you have to be a certain relationship or friendship with that person mm -hmm. to have that kind of conversations but it's like very interesting like if you're comfortable enough like I don't know. I think also maybe this is also very like you give what you can and things like that. So it's not really that thing of a checking up on things. But I don't know. I think it's important to like yeah. learn to be relying on God for and like those things and learning that. Mm -hmm. My my stomach keeps growing. <laughs> I'm really sorry. It's coming snacks. through. I don't we think do you have came snacks. <laughs> Thank God. But yeah, I feel like we could talk about this for a very long time, like all of the disciplines. It's such a long topic. But mm -hmm. yeah, for now, we'll like stop the conversation here and move on to why peace solves your problems. So this question, this person says, I feel like I don't belong anywhere and no one fully understands me. How do I deal with this? Oh, this Short one. and sweet. This wow. one hits home. <laughs> it does hit home. We're I'm all, sure for everybody, nodding. yeah. You're not alone. Yeah, you're there. not alone at totally. all. Well, yeah, um, who wants to go first? Uh, I guess I'm going first because I'm. I just left a dramatic pause. <laughs> um, you know, it's hard. Um, loneliness is a hard one, especially with what we in our time with technology and social media and how every every what people post is it's very curated. So you think when you look on media, wow, they they must not struggle with loneliness. Their life is perfect. They have no problems, etc. Um. So it's difficult. To, loneliness is a difficult one. Um, I think. I think the big one. Um, my advice would be. Talk about it with someone, an an older person that you know, um, so you can r wrestle and kind of work through it a little bit, um, and let people know. Um, let some. Let the let the people around you. Um, who you feel safe with and comfortable sharing that um, to let them know that you struggle with it mm -hmm. um, and that's how you're feeling. Um, and I'd also say give yourself time to cry. I know that that sounds really kind of like a little, you know, simple. Yeah, feel but so. Allow, your, allow yourself to feel the feeling of, Feel the sadness. Allow yourself to process that sadness, um, and um, kind of process that feeling a little bit more. Um, mm. I'd say also there's seasons where you will feel like you you're not understood by anyone, um, and then there'll be seasons they're they're not forever seasons. Mm. Everything's not forever, um, so. There will be moments where you will feel very lonely and you will feel you are like uh, the black sheep or, you mm -hmm. know, um, you just stick out and you, you can't relate with anyone. And I would say lean into that and trying to figure out what do you like? What do you not like? What do you what do you value in yeah. your friendships? What do you what do you want to bring in your friendships? What do you want to bring in your relationships? And use that time to for self-reflection. Um cuz sometimes that wonderful time, but in a way it is a wonderful time to feel to be by yourself is that you can reflect on that to mm -hmm. figure out who you are, especially if you're in your, you know, 
late teens, early 20s, take advantage of it. Um, Because as we get older, it is a little bit difficult sometimes to have that time. Yeah, no, I also think it's hard to like find communities sometimes. A small little community. piece of advice is look up in your area. Like, there's so many Christian events that are happening on a weekly, or not Christian events, but like weekly things that other churches might be doing or other things. And it doesn't have to be necessary. You don't have to like, if you aren't finding, and this might sound dumb, but I feel like it's kind of true. If you aren't finding like community in your church sometimes, mm-hmm. obviously, if it's your church and it's your home church, try to work that through. Mm-hmm. But you can find community in other churches too. Like we're mm-hmm. all a body of Christ. It's true. In San Francisco, I know that there's at least a few weekly events at other churches, whether it's like a sport thing that's happening or just like a kind of hanging out, like young professionals type esque. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of young professionals groups in the city. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're in high school or younger or older, there's like events that are happening. So you can kind of like just put yourself out there. People are going to want to meet you. People are, they're going to see you and they're going to see that you're new and they're going to come over and ask you and talk to you. So if you're feeling like it takes a little bit of time to find your community and find the people that you feel the most comfortable with or that you feel like the most um, fit your personality too. I think, I think there's been people in YP who have come to our Tuesday nights and come a few times and we haven't seen them again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's okay. Like that's going to happen. Like you're going to, you need to find that community that you really, feel like that is your home mm. with, I think. And that community also evolves. Mm-hmm. Also true. Yeah. Um, it doesn't say stagnant, it evolves. And sometimes that the the transition when a community is evolving can be very uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah. I, I want to comfort this tender heart and say, <laughs> like, um, you're worth being known and being known deeply and intimately. Like, um, the Lord, like, wants that for you. Um, and, um, yeah, it's a beautiful desire to want to want to be known. Like that's a really beautiful desire. Mm-hmm. Um, like want to definitely validate that mm-hmm. for sure. And also say like, um, serve, that's a good way to mm-hmm. start interacting with people. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, serve in a church capacity or even like if a passion, like that's maybe like, you know, volleyball is not a Christian thing. Like, serve somehow or engage that way like take a risk um there's a it's it's risky to open yourself and allow access to your heart uh opens yourself to like maybe being hurt so maybe that's a fear that maybe this person's experiencing like well like i want to be known but i also don't want to be rejected if i do open up like that's a real thing too and i'm not saying go like callously open up to anyone but like building relationships it takes time but it's a it's a great desire to want to be known um, and like loneliness is real for sure. Um, but, uh, also know that there are, there are people who want to walk with you and want to do life with you and that you were like valuable and there was, you're worth doing life with. Um, and, um, like we are designed to do life together. Like I know Sumi, like, <laughs> often jokes like, oh, you know, do life together, community, like, it's a thing I say a lot. Um, But like, truly, it's such a gift. And it's a gift uh, to be able to do that way. It's a gift to be able to do that for you and for each other. um, Because life is lonely. And there are things we can bear together in community. And so, yeah, like, I would say serve, do something outside your comfort zone, like, make the first move or um, take take a risk in doing something that you're not comfortable with. Like if you're uncomfortable maybe doing something, that might actually be an opportunity to grow. And 
maybe discover something you didn't even know about yourself or about your own giftings. So I would, that's what I would say. Yeah, I think my like my only addition to this is yeah, because I definitely relate to this question on a deep level. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but I think for me, like initially, I thought like of course joining community is so so helpful, but I think it really helps when I realize that ultimately I don't think anyone on this earth will ever fully understand me. I think like ultimately mm. only God fully understands me. Like everyone is unique, everyone is so different. Like people will misunderstand you, conflicts will occur. Like tension yeah like tension people yeah it's just like no matter how much someone tries no matter how much you're in community which of course is still really useful people will misunderstand you so maybe just okay. coming to that like accepting that that like this will happen and something else that has helped me at least just like as a practical suggestion as well is like coming like what exactly do you feel misunderstood about like I know for me like one aspect is like being an international student here there's so many like so many norms are different culture is different of course there are many other areas but with some things I feel like there are just times when like people just aren't understanding the way like I am coming at things from or just yeah different aspects and I know one thing that helps is like having a diverse group of friends as well so mm-hmm. sometimes if I'm like I'm really feeling that brunt of like oh being an international student is what's affecting this I go to my Nigerian friends and I'm like hey this is something like or like I don't know I can like I lean on that community a little bit more at that time because I'm like okay I really feel like I want to be understood in this way and people around me aren't understanding me in this way so that's just yeah that's like a practical thing so maybe you have friends that like I don't know maybe it's like your dreams are different or like your I mean not like sleep dreams like your 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 life goals maybe that's in one way that you don't feel understood you feel like everyone around you has a very like linear path but you feel like your aspirations are so different maybe find friends who also have different of course like godly godly relationships ideally but still like find good friends who can like understand you in that way so ultimately like challenge you yeah of course Yeah. yeah so yeah but still anyways but yeah we love oh, you, yeah. listener. I hope you cool. <laughs> do. Also, shameless plug. Maybe yeah. first, this FYP wants to love you. Well, so true. Yeah, maybe. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, and thank you guys for contributing and like just yeah being part of this podcast. And yeah, we'll see you in our next episode.